BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. One of us may be fired and then get rehired and then cry a little bit. We have Jeremy Stevens on the phone. We have Mike Perry on the phone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You suck, Jimmy. <laughs> Jaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Well, they're going to have to change the uh, intro, unfortunately. Um, just to, to Jim Norton and someone else. Um, Matt, um, Matt's been fired for his comments on, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He, um, if you guys remember, he was calling him like a fake fighter jerk off or something. And, uh, I, I think Dana and Van Damme are friends because, um, I know I got the call last night that they said Matt was, uh, fired for his, his, uh, uh, profane comments about I'm quoting profane comments about a beloved martial artist institution. That was what they referred to Van Dam as. So I mean, uh, right now we're just kind of we don't know what we're gonna do. Um, we have Mike Perry calling in today, <clears throat> and we also have, <clears throat> but you know, moving forward, we have Mike Perry calling in today. We also have Jeremy Stevens. I mean, look, I love Matt, but uh, you know, onward and upward is how it, it goes uh, with these things. You just move ahead. Yeah. So maybe Chris and I will do it, or you know. Maybe I'll just bring in uh, different friends. I got to, uh, we'll see. We'll check out the contract and see. Because if Matt's money is not going to um, go to Matt, as opposed to hiring somebody else, I'd be willing to take some of it. And then. Uh, right. But even Dean you, Thomas, maybe we get to come in. Or I love Dean Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Just people who are in town. Right. We'll have them just kind of use it. Uh, they can just use it to, to promote. So um, now we do have a little bit of UFC news uh, besides this. And, uh, you know, I, I don't mean to be callous about it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'll miss Matt. Um, I sent him a, uh, I'm actually going to send him an email. I wrote up an email. I didn't send it. I wanted to edit the email first. And I'm going to send it to him. Uh, on Saturday, Conor uh, McGregor posted a video of himself between rounds during his uh, 2013 fight against Max Holloway. And the caption read, oh, hello. Uh, this was just moments after I tore my ACL in a fight against Max Holloway with the caption, uh, yeah, against, uh, in Boston Masters. It was when I faced off against the current featherweight champion, Max Holloway, who, who I dismantled before and after this ligament tear to win a lopsided victory. It was father against son in there that night. 
in just my second UFC bout, young Max, a hell of a fighter. I wonder what the future holds for my young Ung, UCE use. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Ligaments are needed in a fight, definitely. Some can fight on, however, whereas some cannot. I always think there are moments in your career that can make you or break you. I've had many in my stored career, and this was certainly one of them. God bless Boston Strong. What the fuck are we talking about? Is oh. Mike, is Mike oh. Perry on the phone? Oh, hi. No, no. we're going to call him in one second. I, I look at Chris the producer. I go, I, I point to the thing. Is, is Mike on? And no, he's, no, no. And he's sitting there like this. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying, are we on? Are like, we on? Yeah. Of course we're on. No, I just, I just, I'm uh, sorry, guys. I, I just announced to the audience that you were fired for your comments about John Claude Van Damme. Oh, wait, did you? Oh, come on. I didn't. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Oh, forget I, that guy. I told the audience that you were fired because uh, Dana is obviously friends with Van Damme and didn't care for your remarks. I should have, then I should, you should have told me. No, no, I wanted, I, just, I knew you were just going to come in and sit down and start talking. I didn't want to keep yeah, it going through the whole interview. I didn't know what was going on. Guys, how are you guys? I actually shouldn't I'm have told I'm not that late. I what know. am I? I actually should no, no just a minute we just we're starting we have mike perry in a minute oh man and we wanted to start just in case mike called oh, uh we'd be on we we've only been going for three minutes do you know that i texted chris the producer i go look i'm on the one train yeah he told me i go just start if need be do yeah, i have something on my face? face no why because you're wiping your face I have, i'm blowing my nose how many times i've had to say do i have Jimmy. something on my face and i've heard yes <laughs> <laughs> Should I have told Matt or no? I just told him because it made me laugh, but I should no, have told him. I should have let it's it go fine. a little bit, though. No, but no, I didn't. You didn't know. I, 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 I shouldn't I have told I you. I thought Mike Perry was on the phone. No, I shouldn't have told you until you like till later. You would have heard it. What the fuck? I know people would be like, "You're fired." I'd be like, "I, I call up Dana. I got three kids." Oh, I miss my family. By the way, they're, oh, they're away, right? They're still away, and. Let me tell you. How was that I'm, massage parlor you went to yesterday? <laughs> don't fucking don't joke around <laughs> with that, Jimmy. You know I got a bad back. I know. But anyway, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, The family's I'm, been away. Matt on the train was saying that he does miss the family. I do miss my oh, family. Sure. I'm just like, I feel like a, I'm not a loser, but I'm not, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, because you got to be a loser I'm doing things single. that, no, not like that. Yeah, no, but no, like, no. I'm used to a certain routine and not, like now I'm just like, I feel like a single dude. I'm just whacking off all the time and I'm. You know, enjoy playing, these playing days. video games. I know it's every boy's dream. Eating to pizza, pizza, video games, and this jerking might be a off. New, this might be a new thing for me. Jesus Christ, that's paradise. No, no, You're no. dead. Actually, you're in your fucking heaven. <laughs> fucking heaven. No responsibility. You can jerk off and eat pizza and watch video games. <laughs> fucking drop dead. No one told you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's got his vibes stuck on his Holy head. Holy shit! Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And let me tell you, the time flies when you're playing that video game. It I, does, I right? wanted to get to sleep early. So I, I figured I'd just get a quick game in. That was 11.30. I was going to get to bed early. But I wanted to get to bed before midnight. You know, what time do you normally go to bed? You get up early. Yeah, but my kids are away, so my schedule a little off. Oh. I didn't train this morning. It's all right. This is the problem. You're I need killer. a routine. Jimmy, I, know. I need a routine. Why'd you... I, you didn't notice what just happened. You're mm-hmm. on that side of the table. No, I didn't. I said I didn't train this morning. Oh, and Jimmy he... gave me a quick up and down. Uh-oh. Not in a, in a weird way. In a way like... I, I love Matt. I actually looked at you. Actually, I'm looking fat. No, actually, that's. I actually looked at your. Because my face, did my face look bigger? I looked at your forearms. Actually, that was oh, actually. No, listen, I, well, I, I looked at your forearms. No one's gonna fucking debate if I'm powerful. They're pretty big forearms. Are they muscular? <sighs> I gotta call Mike. By the way, touch this. By the way, All right, hold on. Yeah, just squeeze that's that. That's his dick. <laughs> squeeze that. Not bad, right? No, it's a big forearm. Well, listen, it's like I'm, my I'm, leg listen, with a fist on it. Thank God I love jujitsu, or I would just be a total piece of. Garbage. Your rant yesterday was so funny, or two days ago, about fucking uh, John Van Glover. People were talking about it on Twitter and Instagram. How much really? They I'm not yeah. on that Twitter. What are they saying? They hate me and they love no, John Claude. No one's saying that. 
Fake fighter jerk off. Everybody enjoyed that. Fake fighter jerk off alert. Yeah. I should have the siren in the background. Yeah. Listen, what am I going to do? I no, got to just call it, it the way I see it. That guy planned to put a foot in somebody's face. Oh, here we go. All right, cool. Uh, we got Mike Perry uh, uh, on the phone. Mike? Yes, sir. Hey, buddy, you're talking to Matt and Jim. How are What's you? What's up, Mike? What's up, Matt? Sarah, it's been a, been a minute since last time I talked to you. I, I let you down the next night. Not, first of all, I don't know if you've ever seen my record. You never let me down. And every time you lose, Mike Perry, you lose going forward, which is something I fucking admire. I do. No, everybody, that. listen, you got that, that people have that little it factor. Win, lose, fucking, you know, hopefully not a draw. That'd be boring. But win or lose, dude. People like to watch you fight. Yeah, Mike you've Perry. lost two decisions. I mean, you, you've gone the distance in both times you lost. Yeah, but, man. you know, it means a lot when you tell me that, you know, you don't, I didn't lose your respect or whatever because I've been thinking a lot about one thing and that I'm not even ranked and I have the dream to be a world champion and you were a world champion and there's a long road ahead of me to become one. After the long path behind me on the road I've already traveled, I can't believe the amount of of road in front of me to become yeah. a fucking world champion. Man, it's not all about laying people out, Mike Perry. It's about perseverance, man. And you've shown that you could, you know, slip up, something not go your way, and then you come out to lay people out after that. So you've shown that before after your Joe Ban fight. And I'm pretty confident you're going to show it again, man. I'm excited. I'm excited when I hear you're fighting. I get, all right, I like that. Right, Jimmy? The f and the fact that you're not at the, currently in the top uh, 15, it shows you how deep that division is. But, you know, look what happened to Bisping or how, fa or all of a sudden now Yoel Romero, uh, how fast things can change. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be discouraged. You have a long road ahead of you, but it might not be as long as you think. Might not, especially with a good management team like Abraham. Now that you, you trust your management team, what makes you have faith in the management team? Before I made it into the UFC, my last fight, I was 7-0. I fought this guy at Island Fights named Frank Carrillo and... I met Yoel Romero. He was ringside and watched my knockout. I actually have a picture of the guy laying down and Yoel Romero's jaws drop. <laughs> I talked to him after at the club with Abraham, and I asked Yo and my girlfriend asked Yoel some questions and does he trust him and Yoel with my life and and I couldn't just take that either, even though I respect Yoel so much, but. And then I gave him a chance, I, and I got to know him myself, and, and you know what? He's grown on me, man. He's become a friend. Now, you, uh, you, you, you lost to Ponzinibbio, who, look, he's a tremendously good fighter. Um, what, did you, what did you learn from that fight? Like, was there anything unexpected? Was he tougher than you thought he would be? I'm sure you're tougher than he thought you would be because you, you guys both took each other's punches, which was uh, incredible because you guys both are knockout artists and you both were standing at the end of the fight. What surprised you about him? Well, I, you know, it wasn't his toughness. It was, it was his intelligence. I thought he was dumber. Uh, he, <laughs> he was very smart. He ran and he played the points and and he did tricky little things that, like, when I would catch him with that right hand, I may have thought it hit him a little harder than it did because the way he turned his face when I hit him and the way he pulled away and, and went towards the cage to get me to follow and chase. And then he would catch me with those spinning attacks. Like, he got the knockdown with my, 
you know, when you're going forward, your momentum's in a bad place. And you yeah. got to watch that. Tell me about it. I've been there, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I've been a fucking highlight with that shit. Yo, let me ask you something, because I, I don't know if I talked to you since then. Your, but your last, I, I believe it was your last weigh-ins. Yeah, I like when you're, you're he, Jimmy, he's eyeing the, 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 you know, they get the stare down. All of a sudden, my, fucking Mike Berry starts, like, sniffing around the guy. He's not sniffing. What are you smelling, fear? What, what is going on there, Mike Berry? <laughs> no, man, I just... John Shelby was like, Mike, come on, man. Take a step back from me, man. Just back up, Mike. That's far enough, Mike. And I was like, come on, man. Let me get close, man. Let me smell him. Let me taste this motherfucker. I'm going to eat him tomorrow. You know, you got a lot of energy in. And I just, they don't ever want to get in my face. They don't want to fight like I want to fight. It's not what they want to do. And I know that you have to be smart. And, and a fighter like me, you can't get in there and fight with. So, you know, I fight for... It's funny, the wrong reasons. I fight for fighting, but that's yeah. not going to get me the win anymore. So I got I've been practicing the points and the technique and the fundamentals, and and you know, we'll, I might have to get booed once or twice to to make my opponent impatient, so that they can come stepping in and try to get me. And then, you know, here's the thing: I do all this training, self defense, martial arts, and and that's what martial arts really is. It's a self-defense. It's not really an attack method. It's a defense mechanism. And what I mean by that is if I stood in the middle of the ring and I didn't press forward so much, what's my opponent have to do? He has to come into my bubble. And if you come into my bubble, that's, that's where I'm going to hurt you at. So I need to let these guys try to come into my uh, bubble and and see if I can get my hands on them. Because, you know, like, whenever me and Ponzinibbio were clinched up, he would push and run away as fast as he could. Nobody wants to be in that clinch with me. And I see it in every UFC fight night, pay-per-view, anywhere. People are throwing the elbow in the clinch, and they'll land it clean. And nobody goes to sleep, though. Ain't nobody landing that kill bow like I did. Kill bow. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, shit. it is rare that you see somebody get... Uh... Who just threw a heavy elbow and knocked somebody out? It's, it's not as it common. It was Matt Brown. It was Matt, Matt Brown, Diego right? Sanchez. Yeah. It was like a first-round knockout, right? Yeah, with Diego Sanchez. Yeah. That was fucking brutal. Yeah, so did it... Now, Mike, after, after this loss, it was obviously a fight that meant a lot to you. Did you. Did it take you a little bit to get back into the gym? Or what is your thought process after something like this happens that kind of gets you refocused to get back in? Is it disheartening, or are you motivated by it? It's, um, you know, both... It's neither one of those. It's... it's uh. I mean, I guess it's a little motivation to be better in my... But here's the thing. I take that Ponzinibbio fight, and, and I see a lot of things that I did right. So, again, when I go back to the gym, I can't totally rewrite sure. the board. I have to continue to do the things I did right. And the things at the high levels that you do wrong are so small, they're very easy to miss. And, you know, I... Like I said, I think it was the pressure a lot. And so it's just, it's rewriting my DNA from the inside. The the want to fight, the urge to fight is not getting me the win anymore. It used to. I got to keep that urge to fight, that anger, that power in my back pocket. And I got to play these points and I got to run away from the guys and poke these guys. If they want to run away from me, you're going to see me, you know, 
run around a little bit more for them. And and I I, I always think back to Anderson Silva. Um, one time when I was an amateur, I fought this guy at 170, and we were the only fight in the state of Florida to go five rounds. It was the second time I fought the dude. He was 28 years old. I was about 20. And he was six foot four, six foot five at 170 pounds. And he was built, too. He wasn't that skinny. He was ripped up. And the first time we fought, he could touch my face. And, you know, my punches were just missing his face. But how I beat him the first time for the Florida State title was I, I, I would close the gap, put him against the wall, pick him up, and slam him. But he was touching my face a lot on the way in. It wasn't hurting. I can take shots all day, but that's not necessarily what you want to do. Right. So the second fight, I thought about what Silva did. And what he does is just patient. He just shuffle steps side to side, left and right, all the way around the octagon. He's guys who stand in the middle, and he just he's constantly jogging around the octagon. So I've been working a lot on just uh, continuously moving. When I'm throwing my combinations, when I'm not throwing my combinations, you got to move your feet, you got to move your head, you got to move your hands, you got to move, 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 move for 15 minutes. I can do that all day, right? How was your How was your energy by the third round in that fight? Um, man, I I thought I had it right where I wanted it. Uh, if you look at the first 20, 30 seconds of that third round. Because here's, that week in Canada, I watched the Ponzinibbio versus Tlaib fight. And they go three rounds. And in the third round, Ponzinibbio won the first two. And in the third round, he was slower. And Tlaib's length started catching up to Ponzinibbio. And, but Tlaib's not, he's a good kicker, but he's not as good of a boxer. So his ability to cut off the ring and land the hooks over the straight shots that Ponzinibbio throws aren't as good as my capability. So when I come out in the third round, you can see it right away. He throws a jab. I slip to the left of the jab. I throw a good outside leg kick. And then he throws another jab. I slip inside through my jab, busted up that eye right away. And then he threw something else, and I threw the right hook over the top. Boom, I got him backing away. I thought I had him right where I wanted him, and that's where he kind of drew me in. And I go chasing him to get the finish. And then he, I, I thought, because he, he kept turning his back. And, you know, you don't want to punch the guy in the back of the head because it's not supposed to be legal. But the ref does say, <laughs> if you spin and turn and I land the shot in the back of the head, it's your fault. Yeah. So if you spin on me and turn your back and think that's going to protect you, from now on I'll punch the people square in the back of the head if I have to. <laughs> I got to get the win. <laughs> and when he turned... I thought he was going to run into my left kick. I'm up on one leg, and he threw this fucking spinning back fist that made it in. Because, you know, another thing, I guess I fight a lot with my hands down, and it works a lot. But there's nothing wrong with practicing more with my hands right there by my chin. If that back fist would have hit my wrist, we could be talking a different story. Um, So, you know, I'm looking. But Max is a totally different opponent. Um, he comes in and out. Maybe he's been working his angles. Maybe not. I'm pretty sure he's straightforward and back. Uh, he's a, a big one-two, one-one-two. 
big on that right hand. He likes to throw that right hand, which leaves him susceptible to my overhand right if I lean to the outside to my left and throw it around or up the middle or over the top. Um, he's pretty susceptible to that. And it, it, even if he heard this, it's not going to change anything. I always say what I'm going to do to my opponent. <laughs> and if he starts dodging the right hand, the left hook's coming over the top. So, And, and I'm going to be working some kicks in this fight to, to keep him at bay while I'm shuffling side to side like Anderson Silva. I'm going to be throwing little side kicks at him, little, little front teeth kicks, little rear leg front kicks, and I'm just going to try to tap him because if I tap him, I know the knockout will come. Now, uh, you say Anderson Silva. Speaking of Brazilian legends, has now did I see that Jacare is training at your school? Is that correct, or am I off yeah. with that? Oh, no, he is, man. He is. How you are that, correct. How did that come about? Because you don't have, like, a huge team. But that, listen, that's not necessarily the best thing, having a big, huge, like, fight camp or whatever, you know? Um, how did he end up with you guys? Um, you know, I really don't know if because we can't talk a lot. Like, we say little things because oh, yeah. his English isn't perfect. I, you know, I, I put my hands up to him all the time and say, this is the language that we speak the same. And, <laughs> I like and, that. <laughs> uh, I love having a man. He's a very, very great guy. He's very humble. We have we have a lot of Brazilians at our camp that have come to train with. I'm, I'm, I don't know if Jacare just ended up in Central Florida or if he knew about Julian Williams, my jiu-jitsu coach, my MMA coach. Julian Williams is an amazing, amazing grappler. I've never felt another grappler like him. He's 36 years old. He still beats on me, holds me down. He does the Khabib. He does the Khabib to everybody. Uh, you know, I, I just, I think that's a big reason. And Jock Gray will tell you, Julian Williams, man, he's so good, man. He's the best, man. So <laughs> that's we're, awesome. we're grateful to have him. He's a Brazilian guy? What's his name again? No, 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 no. Uh, Julian Williams is half black, half white. His father was, I believe his name is Reggie, Reggie Williams, who was a linebacker number 52 or 53 for the Bengals. He played in the NFL for about 12 years, 13 years his dad did. And uh, uh, our school, Fusion XL, is a sister school to American top team Orlando, who Paul Rodriguez is. Uh, Julian Williams jiu-jitsu coach who gave Julian his black belt and uh, Paul Rodriguez got his black belt from oh, one of the greats. He's an OG. I know Paul. Paul's a good dude. Okay, you know Paul. Yeah, he is. He's a pride UFC guy. Yeah, man. He is an OG, man. He's yeah. very, very nice. I had to, I had to grapple him I to get the – I had to grapple him to uh, in, a, in the ADCC – trials to get to Abu Dhabi. He was my final match, Paul Rodriguez. Back when you were probably three. (laughs) Back in the day, Jimmy. Yeah. Ah, shit. I like to reminisce with Mike Perry. Well, listen, Mike Perry, you're 25 years old, dude. And I had my first fight in the UFC at 26. Your journey is... It's just fucking getting started, man. Jimmy, we're going to be watching him for years to come, smashing people. I think so, too. And uh, you seem like you really, like, how much studying do you do about uh, your opponent before? Because you seem very, very well-versed in what these guys do right and wrong. I watch about a minute and a half of their latest fight, and I might go to another fight. You know, I watched 
I watched the 86 seconds with Gunnar Nelson before I fought because I realized, and you know, I knew I was looking at as a strong left hand and I was beating him with the jab all night. But then the, when the left hook wasn't landing, me and Ponzi were both dodging the right hand well. And he started throwing the right hand from the left hook side by throwing spinning back fish. That's a veteran adjustment. He, he is older than me. He's got the best record in the welterweight division. He's done well for himself. Um, at the same time, fuck Ponzinibbio. He was recently talking shit because I was on the MMA hour and stuff. And like, he was like, talk less, fight more. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to see you again. Believe that. And, you know, I still, I told him after the fight, you know, I hope you become world champion, man. You fucking got me. You lasted 15 minutes. He, he's a tough, tough son of a gun, but you know, he's, he's taking his little 15 minute runaway with the W when, uh, too far and thinks that that was good enough, but I bet he shit the brick when we actually do face off again. I love it. <laughs> but a minute and a half of the fight, like, so that I think Connor said the same thing. He doesn't watch a lot of his opponent's stuff. And I guess there's two schools of thought on it. Some guys want to see every fight someone's had. And I guess you figure in a fight things are too unpredictable. You don't want to get bogged down in the studying, thinking you know what he's going to do. Yeah, you know, because you got to focus on yourself and what you want to do, what you're going to create. And, and that's most important because we've seen, you know, when you think you've seen it all, though, something else comes up. You know what's really changed? The way that I learned Muay Thai was a kick to the thigh. There's different ways to defend that and different ways to go about uh, moving around that. Now it's this calf kick is the next big thing. A guy runs away, runs away, runs away, turns around, kicks you in the calf. You and them bitches, my legs swelled up by three times the size of itself couple of calf kicks now I, I tried a couple of tricks um i saw a bellator fight recently the guy just kept taking this damn kick he didn't switch southpaw he didn't do nothing and by the third round the fight was ended because of leg kicks the the ref stopped it and me i i picked my leg up out of the way i tried to side kick him over the leg kick i i tried to check it i also tried that funny little when he when he got it landed, I picked it up off the ground, that kind of BJ Penn, move it out of the way thing. And I tried a few tricks and it's still, it just, I mean, you don't feel it in the fight. That adrenaline is a crazy thing. But after the fight, you know, five minutes after I cool down, <laughs> you're you icing that thing. You can't walk. <laughs> you can't fucking walk. Well, did you see so, Romero after this last fight? He, uh, he looked like he was good, and then literally after he had done the post-fight interview, he had his arms around his, his trainers. He was, he was like, hopping on one leg. It, it happens in a split second like that, you know what I mean? It's crazy. And, and his was from defending the kick. He was good enough to, when he checked the kick, he hurt himself and Rockhold's Rockhold shin started bleeding. That motherfucker stopped throwing that kick, though, didn't he? Yeah, I think his shin. If I remember right, didn't it start bleeding pretty early. Like I want to say, early in the first yeah, round, his shin started. Yeah, he first had, two, first two kicks. Oh, it was yeah, it was an early fight. 
Well, Mike, you know we love you, man, and and uh, you're always fun to watch. And you know, even again, even in a loss, it was a great fight, and it was a decision. And uh, you're certainly not an easy fight for anybody in the UFC. And uh, this is a great card. Uh, you and Max Griffin are leading off the main card here. It's UFC on Fox this Saturday, eight o'clock. You're fighting in your home, uh, t- I guess, hometown of Orlando. How does that feel for you? You know, this is. Um, you know, each time I fight in the UFC, it's it's always next one's the best one. This is the next one. It is the best one, and it always is. And but there's something different. I'm so comfortable. I woke up in my own bed this morning. I my my boy just came to the hotel and cut my hair. My normal barber, like I never get a haircut this close to the fight. I, um, I'm always cut like a week before, and and um, I just. And the amount of people that are going to be here for me, I mean, Canada was cheering my name, but I didn't know them. When I walk out in this fight, I know I'm going to see thousands of people that, and I'm going to recognize their faces, and they're going to be giving me their energy, and I'm just going to absorb it and focus it. And, it, you know, I trained my ass off for this fight with a, with a coach that, really knows what he's doing um with me we 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 link well and you know what's funny is the coach is like you know this is the fight you train your ass off for but it's only gonna last 20 seconds you know you, you put in all this time and all these weeks of hard hard training running laps around the track listen i don't know if you've ever ran sprint laps around a track you know consecutive laps like you run a a sprint in one minute around a track and then you rest for 30 seconds and then you run another one and then you run and then you rest and then you run six more and then you got to do it again the next week and your coach wants you to beat your times from the last week and i'm like yo it's it's way easier to just stand in the middle and get punched in my face (laughs) track and like the whole week i'm dreading the track like when i think about it i almost cry because I'm competing against myself, and I am my own worst enemy. And my numbers are not easy to beat. And it's just, but that's what I went through. I went through that shit for this. And there's nothing that's going to hurt me, nothing that's going to stop me. But you ain't got to stop me to beat me. I've said that. I, the two times I lost, I didn't get fucking stopped. Right. But, but I just, I'm going to totally disrespect his offense completely. There's nothing I respect about it. He could punch me in my face with his hardest punch. And I'm going to laugh at him, and I'm going to hit him ten fucking times. I'm going to fuck this man up. Yes! All right, Max Griffin <laughs> and Mike Perry lead off the main card this Saturday in Orlando. Good luck, Mike, and uh, we'll talk to you after your fight. We always enjoy you. Uh, yeah, you Mike Perry. Bless you guys, man. I appreciate you guys taking time to talk to me. God bless you. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Take care, Mike. Yeah, he's a fun guy, man. He's honest as hell. Yeah. And uh, he's never losing my respect. I really like Mike Perry. He's emotionally honest too. Like he tells you what he, what, what he, he you know he's he's not trying man. to bullshit. I, he's really an enjoyable guy. Let me tell you, the guy goes forward. He's entertaining. He's very and for some weird reason that he's not. It's very organic how he is on the mic. He's not. It's not like he's like. You hear some guys like the Colby Covington guy and this and that. And I, they play roles. and You think that's whatever. a bit of a role play, a bad guy Yo, role play? Yo, there was something up with him recently, by the way. Did you, you read this? 
Oh, oh, I should have took a fucking screenshot of it. I'm but the guy's not even looking at me. Uh, I think I have it with Kamara Usman you're talking about? No. Uh, oh. You could do that oh, next. Chris. But with Derek uh, Brunson. About, he go, yo, Colby, listen, you got to get yeah, it. You got to get it. Okay. It's it's basically Colby going, he does like a rant, like a, like a tough guy rant and nerd bashing 2018. I don't know, something, something, you know, over the top, you know. And then all of a sudden, Derek Brunson. Oh man, wait, don't, I don't want to ruin it. No, let, let, let's see if you can find it. Maybe Chris. Yeah, I'm pulling it. Derek Go Brunson. to the dark wait, web. Wait, wait, wait. Dude, don't read what he <laughs> writes. Read what. Kobe no, no, no. Writes, no but I'm saying Derek Brunson takes a jab at Kobe Covington. Yeah, but it's fucking okay, hysterical. It's fucking great. Let's read it. Can we see it? Oh, okay. hold on. I'm, I'm just. Checking. Hold on now. Is uh, it? Is it a video? Come let us let us know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, it though, looks. Chris, yes, it does look like a video. Go yeah. back to the dark web no, where you get all your I, pornography. I read it. I read it off, so I didn't see a video. And then he did a tweet or something. Brunson responded with. A yeah, tweet the tweet is fucking. It's it's fucking one line, but it's great. What's the video? Is uh, there a video? No, maybe it's a different video. Okay, so fucking jump over this table. In two seconds. <laughs> he's I didn't train. Today. He's watching. He's watching um, other other I MMA shows. We got a podcast going on. We're doing. All right. Are you done? Are you, what are you yeah, doing? I found, so Kobe are you playing said, emoji blitz yeah, over there? Yeah, what are you doing? Playing I'm heroin I'm tired on the of, fucking <laughs> Silk Road. He <laughs> said, I'm tired of all this bullshit I see in this pansy-ass world. This is Kobe Covington right you now. You think right? who, uh, I care who I offend? It's Kobe's world now, virgins. So all you pathetic worms that give out participation trophies and put band-aids on hurt feelings, I'm shutting it all down. It's, ha- it's hashtag nerdbash2018. Nobody's safe. Now wait. Now give it a second. So that was Kobe's little statement. Right? Yeah. And first of all, <laughs> all right, Colby, calm down, boy. Nerd bashing, though. Yeah, that is kind nah, of like, dude, he's just over the top. You don't need to bash But no, but nerds. hold on. So that wasn't, that's what he said, like in a real badass thing. Now, what did the, what's the one line that Derek Brunson put up there? He what responded, he goes, but he put those papers on Verdum with like a questioning emoji <laughs> and the... Laughing, crying face. Read it again. He said, but he put those papers on Verdum. But he put those papers. Is that exactly what he wrote? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe it was funny when I read it. Okay. But I thought it but was funny. But he fucking... put those papers. Yeah, in other words, you're talking all this shit. Like in Australia. And, and here's the kid who he offends. Verdum puts a little smack on him or something. Then he's fucking pressing charges. So all I got to say right now to Derek Brunson with that line is... Fucking yeah, Derek Brunson! You talk that shit, Kobe, and then somebody acts up, and you don't care who you offend, and then what do you do? You fucking uh, police, police! Oh, get the fuck out of here! You can't have it both ways. Either you're a maniac, oh, he's crazy, Kobe Covington, or you press charges, and then you're cunty, Kobe Covington. What do you want? I, That's I what I gotta say. Well, you know, with, with, I I felt the same way about pressing charges, but. He had a very good explanation for that. That was the only way to get the security footage uh, was to have that done because he couldn't get the footage otherwise. Yeah, so you talk that shit and then shit acts up and you call the police. It's fine. You want footage? You want footage? Do what you want to do. That's all right. You're a maniac. You're a fucking... I don't care who I offend. I'm a fucking maniac. (laughs) I'm a maniac. It's my world. It's Colby. Uh, Police. Police. He fucking... He's a big guy. He hit me with a fucking thing. Get out of here. Would you have called the police? Get out of here. Listen, I don't don't go off talking shit like this. I'm not calling the police anyway. But I'm not going around fucking being a... uh, You can't act like that, especially what he did in Brazil. And then, then, you know, what do you expect, dude? What do you expect when you get these... Brazil's a different world, man. These guys, you know, they're like... 
they're like men, men, where it's like, hey, dude, you're you're, you're insulting my honor, dude. We're going to meet at the fucking flagpole, motherfucker. You know? So, I mean, but he's not, he's shown that he's not that guy. You know what I mean? So don't. So now when he does like a, a that that rant he did, when I don't care, put a bandaid on your hurt feelings. Oh, it's Colby's world. Is it really Colby's world, Jimmy? I, I, well, is I, it? I you know I don't take as world. harsh a view on it, but I will say that nerd bag. It's like yeah, I know that nerd is the mentality, but nerds are kind of an listen. Easy target. He's like, making mm-hmm. people like dislike him, and that's great. Sure, but you know, it's if you want to play the heel. Don't tell people you're playing the heel. That's true. Because he does that in, all, in every interview also. Hey, Dana knows what I'm doing. Every wink, wink. In other words, guys, I'm not really a bad guy, but let me play this so I can make a lot of money. Really, Colby? You have to kind of be that guy. Like, hey, Connor is that guy. Whether or not, if he's playing it, he's doing it brilliantly and he hasn't broken well, character. Yeah, but, Con- well, Connor, besides a couple of hiccups when I think he was, whatever, drunk and smacking officials, he took it too far. But, but there's certain there's wit to what he does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's wit. There's some charm, and there's some and there's class. There's actually uh, sometimes maybe not when he loses. He I like what well, when he loses. Yeah, but I mean, oh, yeah. Colby. When's Colby lost? Colby hasn't lost, has he? In the, not in the UFC. Uh, let me double check. Or has he? Well, I'm just saying when I like Connor. No, no, I listen. No, but I'm trying to say is I don't know if this guy. If you listen, you don't come into this game humble. You'll leave it humble. So I mean, that's for sure. What happened with him and Kamar Uzman? Uh, he well, does. Uh, Kobe does have one loss to Warley Alves. That was the. That's I told you that earlier. Yeah, I know you did mention that. Yeah, well, I was uh, listening. well, what I was going to say is that Kamaru Usman, to your point, called out Kobe again on Twitter. We've talked to Kobe uh, yeah. to Kamaru, and he's. I'm a awesome. huge fan. Of and he says, Dana, I'm tired of waiting on this kid. I'm free, and he's free. If that scared little bitch doesn't take the fight this time, I will never give him the opportunity again. Well, which yeah. is sort of an idle threat. Well, that's well, nice language. <laughs> Well, I listen. I like who's dude. That, I'm telling I you, that's so a many, good fight. I'm looking at this welterweight division, and it's like starting to look like the like the 55 division in a sense of like talent. And I mean, it's a bunch of monsters, man. Yeah. And especially that new kid Curtis who just came on the scene. Yeah. Imagine him in this mix. Right. Ooh, I get so excited, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy. I know you do. I do. Um, when's little Heathen calling? Uh, we got a little bit. He's calling one o'clock. How do so. we get his? Well, how did he get that nickname, little Heathen? Little, little heathen. heathen. Did I you don't look know. at the rundown? Is that did you ask that? Because I had of course I looked at oh, the rundown. Oh, okay. I don't look at that. <laughs> well, I had that question. Is that what you did? I have, well, I was we, like, you know, great minds. Yeah, think alike. And sometimes yeah. Rich Voss one time said, "Great minds think a lot," and he meant it. <laughs> so stupid, Rich Voss is. Uh, is that what he said? Yeah, he the guy who takes his shirt off when we. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, going back to the beginning <laughs> of the show when you mentioned what Connor said, he posted that video yes. about fighting through the ACL sure. tear and all that stuff. Max responded, I, I love the back and forth between Connor and Max, and that would be such a, yeah. a, a fun fight. But, but wait, I, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. So Connor posted a video of himself between rounds when he fought Max in 2013. Connor apparently tore his ACL in between rounds during that fight. Okay. And he's showing the video and he goes, Look how this is what I looked like in between rounds with my ACL tear. And it's a video of Connor being like, I feel great. Like I'm fine. You know, he's just mentally strong yeah. and it, it wasn't bothering him. And so he posted a whole thing and. You know, he said, Max, who I dismantled before and after the Slickman tear to win a lopsided victory. It was father against son. He's like, he's ball breaking Max. Yeah. So Max responds 
writing in exactly the same way with a picture of himself holding his son with the belt over his shoulder. And he goes, this was just moments after I dabbed in the octagon with my son after a fight in Detroit, Michigan. It was when I faced off against the former featherweight champ and legend, Jose Aldo, who I stopped for the second time. It was a great legend against me in there that night in just my first title defense. Aldo is a hell of a fight, definitely. Some can find the motivation. Oh, uh, it's a hell of a fighter. I wonder what the future holds for my Brazilian brother. Getting paid is needed in a fight, definitely. Some can find the motivation to defend no matter what. Uh, however, whereas some cannot. I always think there is a moment in your career that makes you a true champion. It's when you find the motivation to keep earning what you already have to defend. I have had one in my blessed career, and this was most certainly the first of many. What's up, Jimmy? It was long. Jimmy, it very, it was, listen to me. I'm a huge Max fan. But me and, listen, Jimmy's like looking at the ceiling. I'm looking up. I was with him too. I was waiting for the zinger. How'd that end? Yeah, How did it you, end? Do you read, read the last line, read please? the whole thing again. And we love Max. <laughs> well, he was just basically, you know. Yeah, he just changed it. But I read Connor before, so people won't be following it. Well, that's all right. But he came back at Connor, essentially being like Connor didn't isn't defending his title. Well, read know? Connor's first though. You read Connor's first, and then read Max's back to back. I'm gonna just go take a shit, and I'll come back, <laughs> and then I'll take a shit. You should He'll do them in voices. Yeah, do them in the voices. No, 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 no. We're with you. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Wait, is he really doing it? Are you fucking around? No, no. I'm not gonna read. Oh, right I thought he's about. No. <laughs> Jimmy's a ball breaker. Jimmy is a fucking ball breaker. Why? I want to hear both of them again in oh, voices. Oh, dude, I get worried. No, the hardest thing is. I get worried when I get lighted. No, but when you start reading something and then you realize two lines in, oh boy, this is long. You're like, off oh, for Pete's sake. I got to finish it. I got to eat better at night, Jimmy. I've How about this? Good. I'll, read, oh, it go as, ahead, go I'll ahead. read it as Connor. You read it as Max, and we'll show the back and forth. Okay. The whole thing? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what do we got time to kill? Don't we have news to do? <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of other stuff. Let's, oh, it's okay. up to you. We, we can do that. No, no, see if we can do it later. Why are you doing it? You mind if I kill myself? Not at all. I'd encourage <laughs> it. All right, let's go, guys. What do we got? Give me some By the way, Max, me. Connor set a record for longest uh, title holder without a defense. He's going on uh, uh, 466 days. Now, Anthony Pettis' previous record of 462. Pettis, I'm going to guess, is because of injuries. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I, I know that uh, all the way down to the fifth. I mean, there was at one 378 days in between defenses. Yeah. Some, some people say that was injury-related. Who knows? Yeah, some guy, Matt Sarah. I don't know. but What happened? Know. You're the fifth longest without a defense. But Me? But injuries, yeah. Who are you talking about? My, yeah, let me get back into the conversation. Oh, with with the title defense? Yeah. Well, you well I had to shoot the show, and then I threw my back out getting ready for Matt Hughes. Yeah. I couldn't even walk. I couldn't even walk in December. And I at the end of December, by January, what was it, December 30th, card I was supposed to fight, Matt Hughes fought GSP instead. And then I get to work. I got to fight the guy in April. I have to get through a camp. I'm not even walking in December. So I fucking, I did oh, what yeah, I Oh, no, yeah, no, nobody's do. criticizing you. The, the, in fact, the guy, right. Nick Dwyer, that made the I thought the Jimmy's table. taking shots at me. No, 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 it's just that you're on the table. But, and the point was, like, all the other guys that took a while How to How about defend you be under the fucking injured, table? You know? Now I'm getting defensive. <laughs> no, right. it's no no. Listen no to me, I manned up. You want to fight in Montreal? I'll fight in Montreal. You want me to fight the fight? I'll fight the fight. All right, guys. Listen, what's up? What I'm do we got? You. Give me some news. We have some... Um, huh? That was a brutal loss, by the way. I was watching footage of uh, Jacare's knockout of Brunson again. Yeah. That and the Rockhold uh, knockout by Romero were brutal knockouts. Yeah. Like, re- like, like, you don't usually see a guy 
going that Jacare knocking out uh, Brunson reminded me of the way Foreman beat Joe Frazier. Like if you watch the way those punches were thrown, there was one where Frazier was actually turned around and like the way he collapsed Derek Brunson into the fucking cage. That was a tremendous shot. Wait, who just fought Derek Brunson again? Jacare. Jacare, yeah, beat him. Jacare beat yes. him, and he beat and he knocked out Machida. So right. I mean, that, Brunson it, did, yeah, yes, Brunson. <laughs> so it's like it's so amazing, like how quickly things could like turn the shit. You know what I mean? Like in other words, Derek, and that was in his home state, right? Brunson, yeah, Louis, and, right? He, and he yeah. was no, just, North Carolina, oh, and, and he was coming off a couple stoppages, right? Was it a couple stoppages, and then before the Anderson, he Silver, beat Uriah Hall, he beat a couple of people. Yeah, I mean, so you must feel so the silver, the Anderson Silver fight must one. feel so powerful and so confident, and next thing you know. It's lights out. It's yeah. it, it. Listen, this game. Whoever said this game is not a heartbreaker has not been in this game. Yeah, long time. You know, Jimmy. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I mean, you're you're as good as your last fight. Yeah. Hey, I'm, by the way, Belfort Machida has been announced. Uh, number ten, number twelve, middleweight fight, of course. Wait, for, I'm, uh, I'm UFC. sorry. Say that again, Jimmy. Uh, Vitor Belfort against Leon Machida, uh, which is May twelfth from Rio de Janeiro. That's a retirement bout, of course, for Belfort. Um, wow, that's a tricky fight for Belfort. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's really, that's an interesting, that's a very, well, I guess Vitor is thinking that Machida is not going to look to put him down, like take him down. It's going to be, whatever's going to happen should be, um, take place on its on standing up, yeah. you know, with the striking. He's good at those blitzes. He's fast. Um, Machida's all over the place. I like that fight. I'm surprised they haven't fought before. Sorry, I feel Belch coming. I'm trying to hold it. That's in. okay. Let it go. Um, that's also one where like the style, not exactly the same, but like Machida and Uriah kind of present similar problems if you're going to, f- you know what I mean? So it, it sort of transfers from the fight Vitor was going to have against Uriah versus, uh, Machida. Not exactly the same, but what's up with Uriah? Anything up with him yet? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we talked to him yeah. after well, that. that. Was no, right after yeah. I, I guess know. he's, he's back to training. Well, I mean, listen, oh, every other day shit gets booked, man. I'm looking, I'm like, holy fuck. I, I didn't know these guys are fighting. And Mark yeah. DeCasey uh, called out Sage Northcutt. That would be interesting. This is really funny the way he did it. Too. He uh, oh. posted a meme of Sage, the words dispensing violence with kindness and good manners. And the caption written in the style of Sage Northcutt. Hello, Mr. Sage Northcutt. Super exciting win at the weekend. I'd be surprised I'd be super excited to share the octagon with you on International Fight Week. Super warm regards, Mr. DeCasey. How would you like to see a super exciting fight, <laughs> Mr. Dana White? That's very funny. I'll tell you, that will be. That would be an interesting fight. It would huh? be. Because I thought Sage looked really good in this last fight. I thought he looked really good. He made an, a fantastic move getting uh, linked up with Team Alpha Male. Yes, he did. He really did. His ground game is a, better. He seems more comfortable. It's a great, great fit for him, man. Great fit. What time are we talking to Jeremy Stevens, by the way? Uh, about 15 minutes. Oh, okay, good. We have time. I'm going to yeah, piss. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, you know what? I got to go also, Jimmy. Oh, now. Want to save time? Yes. No, no, you go first. You go. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. Obviously, that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. 
And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph. And a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. That was a delightful trip to the restroom. Yeah. One thing we got to do before we talk to Jeremy Stevens is we have to do picks. Let's, oh, dude, my picks suck. My picks suck. No, every, 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 every time my picks suck, what Jimmy. What happened to Max Griffin in his last fight? No, they don't. They do, Jimmy. You can't fucking argue with that. Stop, they but do. your picks are good. Oh, sometimes I like to pick outside the box. What do we got? That's true. You do. Uh, Max Griffin is coming off a decision loss uh, in October. He lost to Eliseu Zaleski Dos Santos. And oh. then before that, he knocked out Eric Montano. I Now, Mike Perry, after that last fight, I think is very motivated in this fight. Yep. I'm going to take Mike Perry. Mm-hmm. My instincts are saying a... Uh, First round knockout, but I'm gonna go with Mike Perry in the second round knockout. That man, I was on the fence with that too, between the first and the second round. Yeah, because the guy has got to know he's got to stay away from Perry, and uh, I'm gonna go with Mike in the second round. <sighs> All right, knockout. Uh, Matt, would you like to go, or do you want me to make my? Pick? I was gonna say the same thing, but now oh, you can't find you. You say what you want. You no, know, you're copying Jimmy because Jimmy's such a good picker. He's such a good picker, Jimmy. <laughs> I've been told he that. should be the expert. I'm a good picker. All right, well you I can't are help a good it. picker. Well, listen, I'm going. I think. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna go with the first round okay. KO because I think I think Max is gonna be like you know what no I'm not I think I'm going with the second round KO 
I am because I think he, I think he will try to stay away from him a little bit. All right, I'm picking the next one first. That way, people don't think I'm copying. That's fine. I'm okay. going with. Uh, I am going to go with the first round KO. I think. I think Michael say he's going to stay away, but once he's in a fight, he's in a fight. I think he's going to throw heavy in the first round, and I, I think he's going to get it. I think it's more about is Max going to try to stay away? So. I don't know. I mean, that's. I mean, Max styles to come forward too. So yeah, well, you we'll know. see what happens. Who did Alir Latifi beat in last fight? Uh, oh wait, I know. Wait, what? No, I, I was going to guess, but I'm not go ahead guess. guess. No, no, no. Do you know no, OSP beat Jimmy Manoa? I have no clue, actually. What? Uh, I don't remember who OSP's last fight was. No, that his last fight was against uh, Corey Anderson in oh, New York. Oh, yeah. man, yeah, he took care of business. Yeah. Uh, Ilir Latifi's last fight, it was a unanimous decision win over Tyson Pedro. Right, that was right, Tyson right. Pedro's first loss. And then well, before that, he got uh, Latifi got knocked out by Ryan Bader um, in 2016. So he well, only has two well, fights. Take, in, in what? In the, in the last two years. So he's fought September 3rd, 2016, September 9th, 2017. Those are his last two fights. You just told me. Who's who, who his Ilir last Latifi. Oh, wait. Who did he just... Oh, he beat Tyson. He beat uh, Pey, Tyson Pedro. Yes. Yeah, decision. The, he outgrappled him in that one, though. Yes. <sighs> Ovin Sampro. Mm. I love mm. Ovin Sampro. I do, too. I do, too. Part of me is saying Latifi by submission... By submission, huh? I'm going to say uh, Latifi by decision. All right. That's what I'm saying. I think he's going to be smart, and I think he's going to watch out for the uh, the OSP fucking choke. OSP. He usually gets that on top, though, but he's not, I don't think he's going to get on top of it. What are OSP's last couple decisions? Uh, let's see. So he had the Corey Anderson uh, knockout at the Garden. He has the And then he has back-to-back Von Flu or Von Pru chokes over yeah. Yushin Okami and uh, Marcos Rogerio. I think he's Lima. getting on top of Latifi. Yeah, that's that'll we'll see. But if they standing, then I think that OSP has the advantage there, right? Latifi by decision. All right. Um, Jimmy's thinking. Well, he's thinking. Go ahead, Chris, the producer. You know, he's, you know, go ahead. All right. I have. I mean, I have OSP by second round knockout. Ooh. That was what I said, but I, I don't want to do two second round knockout picks in a row. Ooh. Right. I know. I have a, a few knockout picks on this card. I, I know. Wait, let me think. Do I think it's going to be a submission? I you just don't You're know. You want I know, I know, I know. Does he choke him? I'm, I, I'm going to go with with Saint Pru. Yeah. Well, let's go with uh, my first instinct was a second round knockout. I just don't like doing that for two fights in a row. Right. No, it's understandable. Third round submission, OSP. Oh, oh, ooh, man! Someone's going outside the box with that. Uh, it's going to be infuriating if he gets a Von Flu choke in the third round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know what? He's Three changed. out of four fucking fights won the same way? No. Hmm. Third round knockout. All right. Okay. Ooh, I'm looking at that next fight. That's an interesting fight. Yeah, this next one is definitely has uh, title implications involved. Jessica Andrade versus Tisha Torres in the co-main. This is all on Fox, by the way. AP. What was Jessica? Jessica's last fight was with um, <coughs> uh, Claudia Gadelia, which was a a, was a, a beating, that really. A... I mean, yeah. Um, but you know what, man? I I picked against Tisha before, and she surprises you, man. She's she she puts it together nice, man. Yeah. She's got a, a nice uh, striking to grappling style too, you know. Yes. And her last fight, she won, was versus—I have it on the tip of my tongue. It was Michelle was it? Watterson. It was Michelle Watterson. Yeah. This is a this right here yep. is a tough fight. Oh yeah. This is a tough fight. Shit. Mm. Is she? I wonder if she's still working with uh, 
my buddy Dean Thomas, Tisha Torres. I know she was a while ago. This is a man. This is a tough one. I think who I, Tisha Torres just beat? Uh, Michelle Waterson. Waterson. I think she's in Colorado now, Tisha Torres, if I'm not mistaken. But I'll, you know what? But I'll tell you, Jessica. All right, I got mine. You guys ready? Yeah. I don't want to cut the line, Jimmy. You want to go first? It's a very, very tough fight to pick. I know who I got. Really, really tough. Really, no, wait, Andrade. Oh. <laughs> Second round. Submission. Ah, all right. All right. Okay. I think they're both extremely... Do you want to go, Chris? I have Andrade. No, please. I feel like... Second round decision. So you're thinking Jessica Andrade? Say say it like that. It's a fun name. You'll never not say that name that way. Andrade. (laughs) Andrade? I'm not saying it like that. I I try it once. It's addicting. She just fought... Out of some really bad positions. Yes, she did. And she never took the foot off the gas. This this Jessica Andrade when she when she fought Claudia, 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 Claudia. Claudia, uh, you yeah. got it. Claudia. Um, that was a great fight, and Cla- and and Claudia was looking awesome in that fight. So I feel that that's going to be a closer. Like, like she she resembles more of a, a similar fighter, like, kind of like Tisha, because Tisha's. Got good grappling and and you know she strikes her way in. She gets the takedowns too. I'm gonna go with Jessica, but I think Tisha is so tough that I just feel that Jessica is gonna win a decision. Okay. in this, that's what I have too, Matt. Cool, right. you guys can be wrong. Yeah. Uh, what we probably Josh... will be. Yeah, you're, you're killing us. What did Josh do in his last um, fight? But wait, don't say it. He knocked out. Um, hold on, uh, John Jones. No, uh, guy was a terrible guesser. <laughs> was it a Carter Lamas? Yes. yes, yes, it was Lamas. Correct. And how about before that? Uh, it was yeah, that a, was a short notice fight, Lamas too. Yeah, he took it on whatever. Oh, after Aldo stepped up to fight Holloway, that's when uh, Emmett stepped in to fight Ricardo Lamas. Uh, and then before that, he has a decision win, a unanimous decision over Felipe Arantes. Okay, and Jeremy's last two fights. Uh, Duho Choi was the last one, and, the, and that was the second round knockout. Second round knockout, correct? And then the unanimous decision over Gilbert Melendez, where he destroyed Gilbert's knee. He's much. looking. He's never. Look, he's. I, I, I say he's never looked better. That's man. right. It's really coming together, and I do feel like Josh. Josh only has that one loss, and it, it's kind of uh, controversial. In yeah, the it's UFC. a split decision to Desmond Green. Yep. Man, I mean he—he's an underrated dude. Well, he's not ranked number four, but I mean he, as far as what people talking about, like you know, because the last one was great. I'm talking about Josh Emmett right now. Yeah. Um, and I think he's, I think he's—he's he's a dangerous, dangerous dude. But I think that the experience with Jeremy Stevens is going to make a big difference. Uh, octagon experience and and the guys he fought. I mean, look at look at look at the the fights he's been in. Yeah. And even the ones he's lost, you learn a lot from that. I think he's never looked better. I think these guys are going to be both taking chances. They're going to look for each other's chins, and I feel Jeremy's going to find it. And uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, second round knockout, Jeremy Stevens. I had him by a third round TKO. All right, I have I have third round knockout as well. Come on, I know. Well, listen, copying me. <laughs> I mean, the just, right answer is the right pick, answer. Can you, you know? just pick Josh so I could tell? that to uh, Jeremy what he calls it no I've learned I my lesson too. I'm, I'm never gonna, gonna tell him t- anyway he learned his lesson yeah. anytime somebody's calling in his yeah guy's he's gonna it. pick him I, of uh, course uh, they're gonna win <laughs> uh, no but I do think Stevens I mean he's just on a roll right now I, like you said he's as confident as he's ever been he looks great hey man 
Let me tell you, on the prelims, my buddy Ben Saunders versus Alan Joban. That's, that's right. what I'm talking about. Like, that's the first prelim. They, they sneak these fights. I mean, you see these fights, and you're like, holy sh- I did not believe that. Uh, I did not know that that was going to be on this card. They sneak up on you, man, because we had one last week. Yep. You know what I mean? Hen and Burrell versus Brian Kelleher is a very yes, fun fight. Uh, is that the final fight? Of the, yes, of the prelims. Six yeah, o'clock, how they start. Yep. Sarah McMahon against uh, Marion. Is it Hanau or Renau? A Reno. A Reno. She's a uh, French Canadian. Oh, so. okay. And Mariana. Marina Morose. Marina Morose. Against Angela Hill, Angela who's always Hill, yeah. a fun fun fighter to watch. Yeah, I enjoy Angela Hill very much. Uh, the UFC just said, by the way, I was just looking, Gilbert Burns versus uh, Olivier Aubin Mercier. That's off the card. Uh, Burns had issues with weight cut, whatever. Okay. Something like that, so. uh, Gilbert. Yeah. Sam Alvey was smiling. Sam Alvey, did he go up to heavyweight or is he a light heavyweight or is he always been a light heavyweight? Why did I think he was lighter than that? I mean, maybe I'm a fucking idiot. No, he's fought. Uh, he's fought at a lower weight. Let me say. Yeah, that. No, I fair. thought he was, I was a middleweight. He was a middleweight. I thought he yeah. was a middleweight. I, I'm trying to see if this is That's his a, first. What was his last fight? Um, he had a fight against Rashad Evans. Oh yeah, so he fought Rashad Evans. Middleweight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then he lost to Ramazan Emiev. But he was fighting middleweight. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy just fought how recently? How how, how recent? Uh, that Duho Choi fight was like in the last month or so. That is that's what. But I yeah. you know I guess he wasn't too banged up. No, which is pretty crazy fighting a guy like. Wait, Duho was that Choi a month ago? That was that no. Was I, I'm that. saying it's a little more than that, but no, it was January 14th. Yeah. How like many in a row has he won now, Jeremy? He's got two in two. a row. He's won. And he lost two, I think, before that. Yep. Uh, he lose two again. He had the unanimous decision loss to Frankie Edgar. Right, that feels like it was a while ago. Yeah, was yeah MSG. that was at the Garden. Yeah. And then Hanato Moicano beat him by split decision, which, All right. you know, it happens. It does happen. Moicano, that's... Uh... Huh. Huh? The Plus. name is different on this. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, that was at the Johnson versus Hayes. Cronairo? Han- I don't know. It's Hanato Moicano's. Maybe it's just written wrong on that. Okay, that, they must have put it wrong yeah, on the sheet. Yeah. Okay. Because they give a different... Look at the name they have here. Oh, yeah, Carnera. Yeah, they have it wrong. Okay. That's, that's oh, ESPN. Somebody book. asked me um, about the um, the movie we brought up the other day. and We don't have to get totally into it now, but what uh, Alan was in there, or Alain? Yeah, uh, Alain uh, Moussi. They, thought I, they were talking about Judge Tread, the, the Stallone movie. I which, thought you were, too. No, I was not. That movie I don't like at all. But <laughs> there was another movie about Judge Dredd called Just Dredd, I believe it was called. And it's what Kurt something I gotta get this dude's name. Come on, Christopher. I'll look it up. I know we got a call. Oh, I know who you mean. Kurt Russell. It was definitely not Kurt Kurt Russell. Kurt Rambis from the Lakers. Why would they make another escape? Why'd they do escape from LA? Oh, I love a good escape movie. So this is like a recent movie, Dread, you're talking about? Dread must have came out a bunch of I remember I seen in the theater, I think Patrick Cote was visiting. It was me, Patrick, I think Hulk was with us, and a few other guys. (laughs) No. Okay. Who are you looking for in this? Uh well it's Kurt the lead who played Dread. Oh, oh, uh, Carl Urban. Fuck. Played Judge Kurt. Dredd, yeah. Carl Urban, right? Yeah. That in the movie in the movie's Dread. That came out what? 2001. 12. What a good movie, Jimmy. Jimmy, violent. Yeah. As the day is long. Is oh, same? I don't is care for that, Matt. You know me. I don't know what that means. But it is such a what a good movie, man. It has the uh, Cersei from uh, Game of Thrones. She yeah. plays like the villain who's like I love uh, her. I want to kiss her. You want to you want to hate F her. What's her name? Hate F her. What's her real name? Uh, uh, Hetty. Uh, Lena Hetty. She's very pretty. She is. Yes. Um, but anyway, that movie's so underrated. Nobody could somebody please talk about that movie more than uh, somebody get it. 
and watch it and tell me, hey, Matt, you were right. You were fucking right. Where, where, where has this movie been all my life? I just watched Indecent Proposal. We can it talk was, about that. I love that movie. I did too. I hate that movie. So this I, I'll tell you what I hate. We talked about that before. I'll tell you what I hate. Robin Redford? Yeah, I hated the fucking stupid thing they put in there what? to make them a couple. What? So have I told you, have I ever told you that I love you? Do you? Oh, always. Ugh. That was the end of it? No, that, that was the fucking it? thing they gave them as a couple. Uh, Jeremy, we have you on the phone. You're talking let's, to Jim and Matt. Let's ask if Jeremy's seen that. Yes, what's going on, guys? Hey, but we we're just discussing um, uh, 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 Indecent Proposal, where uh, Redford offers a million dollars to fuck Demi Moore. Did, when, you ever, when, did you ever see that movie? No, I... Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I never saw the end of that, and I've always... Um, that's funny that you mentioned that. I've, I've seen, like, all the way up where, like, they kind of got together, and yeah. the guy was kind of... You know, like, you know, did, did it happen? And then, you know, I, I think I went and trained or something, but I, I was always wondering about that movie. It's called Indecent Report. I have to watch the ending. Yeah, no, Demi liked it. That's the problem. That's why Woody couldn't handle oh, that. Demi loved it. Oh, no, she, she loved, loved it. it. Robert Redford, I don't yeah. know if he was snorting Viagra. I don't know yeah. what happened, but he handled business with Demi Moore. Sure. And Woody definitely, Woody could not handle it. Yeah, once you fuck a girl on a boat, you've won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give her a million dollars. That hooks in, man. Well, look, man, uh, you're fighting pretty recently after yeah. your uh, your Duho Choi fight. Um, you know, I, I, you didn't get banged up at all, I guess. No, I didn't. I wasn't even uh, sore. Normally, you know, like my my biceps are sore. My you know you know my feet are usually bruised or uh, swollen up. But uh, after that fight, I came out clean. And uh, you know, we have to take advantage of these opportunities. You know, and I this is uh, something that uh, I've been asking UFC to get get me in there a little bit more frequently instead of just two times a year. So. I'm pumped, man. I'm excited. Well, let me ask you. You said you have to take these opportunities. Was was there another fight that they were thinking of for this week, and uh, and you jumped in? No, they. Uh, this is the fight that they called. They called me up for. I think. Uh, I think Brian Ortega was ducking and dodging, you know, and he, he ended up getting uh, getting that uh, Frankie fight. And uh, you know, this is something that Dana just calls and says, "Hey, you want to fight? I got another opportunity for you, main event." And I said, "Say no more. You know, fly, fly me back to San Diego. I was in I was in Iowa, going to enjoy a week with my family. It was a Tuesday night. I was uh, relaxing, uh, sipping on some brandy with my uncle. And you know, Dana calls me up and I said, "Yeah, fly, fly me out tomorrow morning so I can get uh, get back in the gym, get cracking, and and uh, get get this uh, show on the road." And uh, Ortega, what do you think about Ortega? I mean, obviously with. Uh uh, you know, Holloway out. I'm surprised Frankie is taking this fight unless Holloway is going to be out for a while. Do, are you are you shocked that Frankie took this fight instead of just waiting for the title shot? Man, there's not a lot of guys that I really like in my division, and Frankie is a geese. That guy, you know, he, took, he accepted the fight with me when he was, like, number two, number three. He didn't have to do that. You know, Frankie, you know, what I love about Frankie's mindset is he, he'll beat up anybody and everybody just to prove that he's the, the number one guy. You know, and he, Frankie don't mess around. That's a great, that's a great stylistic matchup for both of them. But Frankie's tough, man. He's one of the toughest guys I've uh, been in there with. He's not the hardest hitting, but the dude is very skilled, and he will keep coming. You know, I, I thought I was going to knock him out, and I damn near did. And he he rose up like the Undertaker and <laughs> kept uh, kept coming forward. So uh, that's a that's a great matchup. That's actually a good matchup for uh, Old Boy because he's really good at the the chokes and everything. But uh, Frankie's another animal, and I feel Frankie is going to go on and, and get that title. Yeah, Frankie's a really smart fighter. He seems like no matter how good a guy is at something, whether it's uh, you know striking and kicking like Aya uh, uh, Rodriguez or, 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 or uh, uh, on the ground like fucking Ortega, he finds a way to beat you. He's just a smart fighter. Yeah, he's, uh, he's one of the most well-rounded guys, and you know what? The dude fights. You know, he doesn't point. 
uh, Frankie, Frankie gets down, man. You know, um, you know, I, I, that's more than three compliments. I got a man crush on Frankie. Because, you know, I have no, no problem getting back in there and mixing it up with him again. Now you've been in there with the likes of Frankie Edgar and and a lot of big names. Now you're fighting a very very tough guy in Josh Emmett, but let me talk to you about the motivation. Is what is the motivation for like when you see Josh Emmett, you know he's a a, a tough mofo, but. At, or do you get as up for that as a Frankie Edgar, or what, what's the motivation with this fight and taking it so quick? Uh, the the motivation has nothing to do with uh, the opponent. You know, uh, sometimes you know the it's the stylistic matchups. You know, I, I feel like uh, this plays really good in, into my uh, my style. What I'm what I'm really good at, <clears throat> and uh, you know, I'm I'm man. You know what? I love fighting. This is something. That, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, I I love fighting. This is something I'm passionate about. This is, you know, I don't. I don't do camps. This is a lifestyle for me. Like I, I, I work my ass off, twenty four seven all year round. And now that I'm getting older, I'm I'm getting better at it. I'm I'm more consistent. I'm I'm uh I'm doing things a lot more efficiently instead of just sparring all the time or every day of the week. You know, I'm, I'm mixing things up. I'm I'm running. I'm going biking. I'm swimming. You know, and and I have, I have a good balance. You know, I have a I have a really good yin and yang. And I'm able to balance my career with with my family and 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 make sure my personal life is is good as well. And I can <clears throat> I can do swimming and biking and stuff like that with my kids while, while maintaining in good shape. So when I go back in and I'm wrestling, you know, I'm I'm not you know 180 something pounds just blowing up out of shape. <clears throat> I'm a lot more consistent. Fuck it, eh? Little, listen, we were asking before we 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 gave you a call, Lil Heathen. Where where'd that come from? Look at my fighting style, man. <laughs> You know, I think I think people uh, I think people think like I'm an angry dude. You know, I've been getting at that like, man, I thought you was an angry guy. You know, they did the countdown on me, and they're like, I thought you were just some pissed off angry guy, and that you know you didn't really have any character. And, and uh, you know, I, I know I I'm I'm a funny guy. You know, I I, I like uh, I like anything and everything, man. I feel like an, a simple guy. You know, who just loves to have fun and enjoy life. But you know, once once I get into that gym or I get inside that octagon, I know how to flip that flip that switch. That just comes with the experience. I know how to dial that in. I know when it's time to turn up and turn on and, and bring out the heathen. And you know, I've always been a wild kid. I've always been into martial arts, wrestling. Uh, you know, doing flips off the the trampoline, the you know the, the bed, you know, and all that. So I've I've been called a little heathen as as a young man by my mom chasing me around the house with the belt, probably trying to whoop my ass and stuff. So uh, you know, that's where I get it. Your your last couple of fights, Jeremy. You you never you really never looked better. Is it you think it's because it, I, it's not? I'm, I'm thinking like, is it the new some new skills you're developing, or is it just all the experience and everything's just finally clicking for you? What do you think it is? Well, uh, I think I think it's everything. I think it's uh, you know I'm uh, the 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 mental state that I'm in. You know my 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 family. You know get, getting married. You know. Uh, working on things years ago that are now just starting to show up in my, my fighting style now. You know, these are things that I've been working in the gym. Uh, getting back to Eric Del Fierro and, and uh, coaches, my, my, my man, Coach Miguel Reyes, working with him, uh, putting in max effort, you know, do, doing more, being more, and, and just becoming a better me. And just my, my will to, to learn and grow and not just be the same and be complacent. You know, you can't do that. You can't do that in life either. You're just going to be dead and living in a, living in a hole. You know, I, I'm constantly evolving. I'm constantly working on other skills. And, you know, it's showing up in my fighting. You know, it's not just my right hand people are worried about now. It's my knees. It's my shins going upside their head. It's uh, my diversification. It's my movement. 
and I'm getting better. And, you know, the experience and, and just being in there with the best of the world since I was 21, you know, 10, 11 years later, you know, I, I can add that up into a great recipe. And, you know, if you look at a recipe, if you, if you taste it too early, it's, there's things that aren't really necessarily developed yet. And I've let everything simmer down, slow cook this bad boy. And I feel like right now is the perfect time for this recipe. All, all the ingredients are just well blended in and, and uh, everybody's getting a taste of that. Well, you get me hungry now, Jeremy. I don't know <laughs> if it, I'm just a fat guy. <laughs> hey, man, I'm starving over here, dude. That's why I'm talking about it. I'm starving. <laughs> now, what do you think? Uh, you, you Obviously, Aldo uh, uh, just lost, and Holloway is out. So now you have uh, Frankie against uh, Ortega. Probably the winner of that fight fights Holloway. That's my guess. Um, and now Josh is number four, and you're number seven. What do you think? Say you win this fight. Where do you think that puts you in, in line for a title shot? Because I know that's obviously what you want. Yeah, I think that puts puts me right there in the mix. Taking out the number four guy puts me in there, putting a great dominant performance. And it's all about how you win too, man. No one's guaranteed nothing in this sport. Everybody's talking about titles and how to beat this guy. I'm talking about titles. I mean, I'm talking about beating your ass come Saturday night. I ain't worried about the title. I'm, I'm worried about beating you up, and then we can talk to Dana and everybody else after because people get injured. Fights happen, you know, next thing you know, some guy throws a flying head kick. Now he's the number one guy. You know, so so much can happen. I don't I don't worry about titles. I'm worried about Josh Emmett come Saturday night. I'm beating his ass. I'm going to put a stamp on things. And then after that, you know, that, that puts me pretty much right there in the mix. So uh, I'm, I'm sitting good, and I'm, I'm very happy and excited to go out there and perform and, and do what I do. Well, we, uh, you know, let's, good luck, man. I think all three of us have you picked to win. Yes. Um, you know, no disrespect to Josh Emmett, but I, I just see you winning this fight. And, um, you know, I, I would love to see you get a shot at the belt, man. I would love to see that. I know you're saying right now you don't care about it, but let's just say for the sake of argument you do win, I hope that you're at least in line after uh, Frankie and Ortega. Hey, man, if you feel it, it's real. And I just got goosebumps when you said that, man. So I'm super pumped. I'm, I'm excited to go in there and perform for the fans all over the world and just, uh, you know, fight fighters and, and coaches and every, everybody in general, man. I feel like people really love my type of style because I come to fight. I bring it. I know he comes from a great camp, and uh, we're going to we're gonna make some magic happen down here in Orlando. That's right. It's the main event this Saturday night, um, February the 24th from Orlando. It's UFC on Fox, Emmett versus Stevens. Good luck, Jeremy, and thanks for talking to us again. Yeah, Jeremy. All our best, man. Thank, thank you, guys. All right, take, take care, man. Man, I, I like talking to these young warriors, Jimmy. I do, too. I do. I really do. I'm just an aging war horse. You understand? <laughs> That's all I am. I like to roll a little bit, relive some shit. Yeah. You know, take some Camorras. I don't do any of that. I don't, I've know? never fought. I just root and enjoy I got my it. my brother-in-law, Edwin, fighting on March 2nd. At Edwin's Rio a big Combat. kid. He's not a little guy. No, he's not. What's he, he heavyweight? He walks around 300 pounds. He's heavyweight. He's cutting weight to get to 265. I had him last night in, in class, and he's such a big motherfucker that when we start, you start from the knees, whatever, do so many matches, he'll never be on his back. So I, the whole last night, fucking 45 minutes worth of training, every match, he smack hands, Edwin, you're in close guard, you're on your back, you're in half guard, all bad positions. Now you got this fucking 300-pound monster reversing what Kamor is, fucking doing reversals, getting up the right way, it's fucking... I, I get happy. That's what. Like that's that what Ngannou, Derek Lewis could use. Oh, that you type do. A hundred. You let me work with those motherfuckers. Right. Oh man. Well, you don't know. I got my hands full anyway. I'm not looking to work with anybody. I, can work well, just, with I was just listening to the directions when they were yelling out wider base, Derek. When they were yelling these basic things, like he should know that. 
Yeah. Muscle yeah. memory. It's yeah. not about, you know, don't teach them the latest fucking heel hook. Who gives a rat's ass? That's nice language. I already, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I get carried away sometimes in here. I'll I believe get it pumped up. up for the main event on Fox this weekend. I'm always plugging. I'm right. always plugging. <laughs> but right. um, listen, Jimmy. I don't know. My I, my my mind went left. I feel like I'm going to shit my pants. But you know, we're going to end this now. I have to shit and I am teaching at Sarah BJJ Long Island tonight. I uh, in Long Island, I should say, where in Huntington. I was at Levittown last night. And my family is coming home tomorrow and boy do I miss them. And let me just let me just say really quick, I don't I don't like to say this at the beginning of the podcast in case I get emotional. But my middle daughter Maria, uh no, she just got like right. there's a thing called um like a Make a Difference Award, and my daughter Angelina got it, and uh, a couple of years ago, uh, no, two years, uh, yeah, last year and the year before, actually, it's like only one kid in that class can get it, and it's not about like their academics or anything, it's about being a really good person, so my, t- <laughs> let's head right now, okay, good, so I'm fucking bad, Jimmy, you don't know what it's like. What are you saying? Uh, my daughter got a nice award, I'm really happy about it. What was the award for? It's called Make a Difference, <laughs> a difference Award, <laughs> where she's like, you're such a good person, that fucking, uh, that, you know, she makes a difference, so. It's good, Jimmy. You like seeing this, don't you? Well, it's nice. You like seeing it, Jimmy. Well, you're you're proud of her. I miss my kids. You do, right? Can we go? Well, hold on a second. I'm not done talking to you. You miss the kids, <laughs> Rick. No. All right. How, hey, listen to me. What, how did dude, you find out? Hold on. How did you find out about the award? The school tells you, or no, they tell her? This is what happened. I my wife told me when she was in Florida. They told you. Could you check the mail? And I don't like checking the mail. But I, she goes, no, we might get something from. I, I feel like we got something. Like from I don't know if she knew this was thing was coming out. So then I opened up the uh, the letter, and it said, you know, congratulations, your daughter got picked. What I I didn't remember. She got picked for the Make a Difference Award, man, because she's such a sweet, good person. How old is she? We're doing we're doing a good job at the Sarah household. My kids are they good more than anything. They're good people. How, and how old is she? What what grade is she? In? Don't take don't take pleasure in this. <laughs> no, I'm asking. I'm, I'm honestly don't know. You have three kids. <laughs> she's in first grade. Okay, that's a and nice thing. Listen, so hey, congratulations to nice. my kid. Did you congratulate her? Let, can we listen to me? Well, I want to know. Does she this know is yet? Pathetic. Does she know yet? Yeah, she, she's okay. cute. Yeah, that's she was. Sweet. She was uh, You'll be at the award ceremony. Is there I'm someone? gonna be there, Jimmy. Are you gonna be? Uh, are you gonna be crying at the award ceremony? Why? Who cries? I, I don't. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> we gotta end this. Listen to me, guys. If you had to say anything about that award, what would Matt stab in his I'm eyes? Done with it. Right. I got it. It's already out. <laughs> this is the closest you've ever been to him knocking you out. <laughs> no, no, no. He likes it. He it's knows. only because it's a double win. I get emotional anyway, but I haven't sure. seen him in a week, so you miss him. They're all over me, my kids. You've been around my house. Very I'm lovely like people. A, I'm like, a, I'm like a daddy's a jungle gym. You yeah. know what I mean? They're very happy. The but one anyway, flipping on the couch. We're doing. Listen, all I know is people, careful. People, people <laughs> I know, right, dude? <laughs> but people could think what they like about me. I could be a little vulgar. I think Van Damme's an asshole. But <laughs> I'm raising my kids right. We're having. A, we're doing all right. That's a nice award to win. I'm gonna yeah. give a, a high ten. Good for you, man. And then I'm gonna attack her because I miss her too. You miss your wife. I miss. Listen, I'm a family guy. Guys, what a what a day. What a day. What a good time. I never got any awards for being a good person. Jimmy, I didn't. I can't no. tell you. I sweet, got any boy, sweet boy award. No. Make a difference. Make a difference. No award. one thinks I make a difference. It's no. a nice award. You're making a difference. Jimmy, if I gave a fucking award for that, I, I, I'd probably. It would be. I, I'd give it. No, Jimmy, don't. Now Jimmy's getting emotional. <laughs> He's Come crying. On. Guys, let's do a group hug. <laughs> yeah. All right, goodbye, everybody. Main event: Fox is uh, Jeremy Stevens <laughs> versus uh, Josh Emmett. It's gonna be great See you this next weekend. Week. Bye. Everybody.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.